Hello and welcome to the I I got I always think about the TOPG podcast. Dad? <laughs> Hello and welcome Dad. to uh, the Dad and Sons podcast. Where are you, pops? Who are the dad? Who are the sons? You decide. I hate myself. Um, I'm coming to you from my echoey apartment. And that's what you're hearing. I was going to say, Matt, you sound very far away. <laughs> yes. Where are you? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I, I could do some really cool uh, sound effects Dad. with this. Today, we have uh, my co-stars. <laughs> God damn it, Liam! Welcome the name dropper. This is really oh, spacious. God. Oh god! And uh, George, the Weebster. Oh, I heard my name. <laughs> George, stop trying to be Matt. I think, I think he had to run all the way into his living room to do that. Hang on, I I think I found. Oh oh, here we go. Oh look, it's my two friends live in the studio here with me today. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Thanks for oh, yes. sort of coming in late, George. Close. Close. No, no worries. This, is, this was this was just a very spacious, um, um, luxurious new space. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Are are you are you live from the from the the new studio that we both are not at right now? With with all this this arm room in here, I could really like just lie on the floor and sleep if I wanted to. <laughs> right. Because your bed is right there. <laughs> <laughs> They always said that it's uh, unhealthy to to make your sleeping space your working space, and I am a living example. Yeah. Me Hello, too. Hello, I'm George. I live in Japan, and I have no choice. My bed is my desk. Oh, really? Does it, like, fold into a desk after you're done sleeping? No, I just have no room, so I have to work on my bed. Ah. Oof. Oh, so you just, like, what type of position? Do you switch positions with your laptop? Do you, like... No, I have like a, a lay down. I have like a, a crappy like Japanese coffee table, like in if you've ever seen like a crappy oh. Japanese coffee table, like, oh. very, like very, bed yeah, and breakfast yeah, yeah. type yeah, thing. Yeah, going yeah kind yeah, of. Our, yeah. our Airbnbs usually have that. Yeah, mm. and then uh, but they are real crappy. Yeah. Like IKEA furniture is better than than the Airbnb Japan furniture <laughs> I've seen. It usually is IKEA furniture, which is like smaller and more efficiently made than American IKEA furniture. Yeah, or it's from Nitori, which is like Japan's IKEA, and it's pretty I, I, cheap stuff. I thought IKEA was cheap. I went over there looking for furniture. I was like, oh, I could go to IKEA, get me, you know, like a sofa and a table. Nope, it's expensive as hell. It's like five, six hundred dollars for a sofa. God, man, and it don't I, feel I very feel well either. I feel really guilty about my living situation sometimes. I, I'm still using the first furniture I ever... No, no. Since I moved out of the dorms, I moved into an apartment that had furniture in it that the old resident didn't care about anymore, so I got to keep it. And I just now found out this week that that old couch that I've had for seven years has a couch bed in it. Oh, what? Missed opportunities. I've, I found out maybe a month into owning this couch that I'm sat on right now that it was also a couch bed, and I've been using it a lot ever since. I don't know if it's in the... Uh, fuck it. Matt, if you need some, some financial assistance, every citizen should have a couch bed. <laughs> when I grow up and become President George of Georgia, I am going to distribute couch beds from a, from a government subsidy program. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this, is this a segue into Black Panther? 
No, I. No, it was supposed to be uh, uh, like lightweight aside. Uh, Woo! That's a good the thing one. Is, <laughs> this couch bed is is amazing. I'm telling you guys that over the past week, I have been sitting in the corner of the couch, leaning on the couch, but with my butt and feet on a bed. With a steam controller in hand, just like hammering away at sieve and, and into the breach, like high tension turn based strategy on the couch bed in front of a TV is amazing. You've been playing into the breach with a controller? The steam, uh -oh. it works surprisingly well with the oh, steam controller, yeah, with you your got, like, uh, trackpad. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's basically like playing it on a laptop that you can hold in your hands. Wow. Because I kind of can see why they held off releasing that straight away on like switch and ipad because there's a lot of reading a lot of hovering over things i feel like the gameplay would be like 50 percent slower than it already is i also don't think they have a like cursor programmed in there you're, you're still moving around your like freestanding mouse cursor instead of moving the stick to like select tile to tile like in a console strategy yeah, game yeah and you have to but, like hold like there are a lot of like shortcuts that you can do and stuff like that. It's the best goddamn controller for strategy games ever, you guys. I I can't believe how well it works. Like I, I've had a friend who's been swearing by the Steam controller for years, and I was just like, eh, I haven't really found any games for it yet. Holy crap, though! That's just because I've been playing the wrong genre. I mean, when you look at the back of the box of a Steam controller, there's there's or, or, or a video demonstration of the Steam controller. They're probably going to walk you through CSGO first. But they did do some partnering with Civ 6. The developers of Civ 6 have an official controller scheme for their game. They built a new little touch menu for the Steam controller. The, the button labels are all native in there. And it freaking works so, so well. Um, and I can't... Ugh, it almost has me like thinking, wow, I can't believe no one thought of, of using a trackpad to, to have freewheeling mouse cursor games work on a on a console controller before it's a pretty limiting genre though to just build a controller around well you can also use the steam controller very very well for your desktop mode stuff so not only have i been sitting on the couch bed playing uh high intensity turn-based strategy games i have also been using it for a lot of my like entertainment time guests coming over like silly party movie uh uh shenanigans a lot more faster and easier than before with the steam like and, and i mean matt knows i used to i used to have a much more active social life where i had friends over every weekend and uh, i would i would set up some sort of solution streaming the pc over to the computer for that i i used the steam link for that for a while and i had like mouses and, and wireless bluetooth keyboards lying around and now the Steam controller has replaced both. Hmm. As well as making um, uh, Civ Party Nights possible. Civ works as a, as a party game surprisingly well if you hand it off to a new person every turn. Because there's no rush to it. Like, everyone's got a good, like, five minutes of, of chill-out time. There's a lot of downtime where you get to talk to your other guests. It's... A whole dimension of this strategy genre that a lot of people don't know about because I bet they've never tried, but it works really, really well once you do. And so for a lot of this weekend, I, I had the lady friend over and we would just 
cuddle up on the couch bed and play games and watch movies. You, you know how I've been raving about bed gaming? Well, guess what? Couch bed gaming <laughs> is the next frontier above that. The new meta. The new bed meta. Bed wetter. I strongly meta. encourage all, all our listeners to uh, invest in a couch bed if... Or 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 look inside of a couch you might have owned for seven years. <laughs> I, I need a couch for that Netflix and chill, so I definitely need to get me a couch. You know, Matt, you just need furniture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need. I do need furniture. I just got me. I I, I invested in a bed. That's that's what I did because I have the crappiest foam bed ever, and it's Ugh. just like oh my back is hurting. It's like Ugh. yeah, it, it, I don't know like. You spend so much time sleeping, and some people they could sleep on the floor and be fine. I am not one of those people. I, I need I need my sleep, and I will wake up constantly if I'm not in somewhere it's somewhat comfortable. Some somewhat comfortable. God Almighty! I wish I'd been sleeping comfortably this past week. I've been having uh, anxiety attacks from how long it's been since the last video. I'm making since I, this, I'm, I'm cool to say this since it'll be out by the time it comes out. But this thing is like 40 minutes long. It's been about a good month since my last video, but, uh, oh god, that kills me. But, but I'm still, like, <laughs> meeting the 10 minutes per week rule, at least. It's gonna be about 40 minutes long, and it's a review of the ESRB and of every other rating agency for the top 10 game markets. And it's taken me so long, there's been so much interviewing and researching and translating involved... That, that I tried to get to sleep last night before this podcast, but still couldn't do it. I woke up in the middle of the night, uh, got some, some editing done ahead of, it's been, I don't know if I need to buy a new bed or just like fix my, my lifestyle and my release schedule and get over this anxiety, but I, f- I feel you. Sleep is harder than it should be and it's so important. You should try yeah. sleeping on a couch bed. I actually have a few times and it's worked. Well, there you like, go. It, like it's a nice refreshing break to like get my body in a space where the space is is allocated for relaxation instead of work. Yeah. Because it's super not healthy to have your workspace in your bedroom. And I'm, I'm changing that too. As of last week. I've spent I, far I started too much money a... in Starbucks in this year in total just <laughs> to force myself to be focused and productive because... Japanese apartments are, as you all know, tiny, and my sofa is next to my bed, and my bed is next to my desk, and it is there within all of two feet of each other, and it's mm. very unproductive. Let's put it that way. So your brain is like, I don't know what this space is for. It's probably for relaxing and sleep, so let's chill out instead of do work it's in this space. It's pretty much just that. It never thinks about doing work. Although I will say, I found... Fa- I- I recently acquired a very cheap PC monitor, secondhand from a local secondhand store in my city, uh, for like testing for the game to be shown at like events and stuff like that. Because I've only been testing it on my laptop screen for, you know, pretty much the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, and you you don't want your like HUD well, <laughs> like clipping out of the monitor. Well, it's just like checking like color. Uh, transparency and basically like v-sync and stuff like that so i i got like a cheap monitor but then i started using it as like a dual monitor and i haven't had like a dual monitor setup in 
three years since I moved to Japan, and it was like a staple of my desk back at home in the UK and at Rockstar, and it's like, oh my god, I can do two things at once. I don't have to alt-tab out of things all the time, and I can just... I can have like a reference photo up on one screen and I can do art on the other. This this is how people get work done. So I've been a little I more I can't productive. wait to have a dual monitor set up. And I, for that, I, I need a new desk too. My desk has always been too small for two monitors. Oh man, my desk is tiny and I, but I'm squeezing them on there and I'm, I'm doing it and I'm being a little more productive and it is feeling good. It's been good. Two so monitors nice. is life. It is you so rocking the double monitor? Absolutely. There's, there's no other way. There is no other yeah. way. You once you go once double, you go back. You don't go you back. It's go like single. having one ball. All right, you just don't have one <laughs> testicle. Okay, you need one two. Easter egg. Yeah, you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Um, yeah, I'm still rocking it. Especially when you're editing, you just have a whole nother thing going on on the right side. So yeah. Man, it, it's it's been feeling good. And and speaking of the unproductiveness of my bed, luckily the way my desk is sort of, it, it's like pushed against the wall. So I have to sort of face the wall with everything behind me completely out of view. So it feels like maybe I'm in kind of like in a different place than what it usually feels like with all my seating facing towards the TV. So... Oh, it's been a little more productive, and hopefully my Starbucks expenses expenses will <laughs> go down for fucking March and April. Jesus. Hey, remember what it? What, what, yeah, you know I don't remember what it was like, but I bet if we were like you know born a good ten years earlier, we might be have 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 an office with which to do our work. It's like uh, bosses that give us benefits and keep us on a tight schedule, and uh, I mean push us to get work done instead of I mean, wasting had... away wondering if we're doing the right thing in our bedrooms <laughs> on our couch beds our respective couch beds oh it's yeah that's right i graduated you did with a with a thing i've had for seven years that i never knew about <laughs> i think my previous roommates used the couch bed once and i completely and they forgot never told about, you it. about it wow it's i mean it was been... so long ago it's it's i've been in this apartment for Ugh, like most of a decade. Wow. That's crazy. In a decade, I've lived yep. in like eight different places. Oh, God, that's also depressing. Ugh. Do you remember how not that long ago we said we were going to jump straight into Black Panther and we ended up talking about couch beds? Truly yeah. in the son's way. You guys want to talk about Black Panther? I think we should. Uh, no, we well, should wait until next week. So I'll okay, watch it again. I, I feel like we can remind you, though. I, I feel like we can rekindle the flame, but if, if you will. But I like to dissect things, and should I don't. Yeah. Should we should we surface level talk? Ooh. Like no spoilers. And, was, and then yeah, we can dissect after you've had that coveted second one watch you want so yes. bad, Matt. That you can. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the thing is, all right. The thing is, when I there watched he goes. it, he's gonna dissect. Sit back. No, no, no. When I watched it, uh, I drifted off a little bit at the end. I'm not gonna lie; it got mm -hmm. really boring. Shit, no, right? that battle scene went now, on way too long. Okay, yes, it's like okay. Like, let, let me address something. As a, <laughs> as a colored dude, like it's it's getting too much. You know, black lightning. This like it's it's, it's getting too much. Like 
it, it's this is not get out quality wait what is black lightning black lightning is another show that's kind of heavy on the oh you know, the, the, the plight of the brothers. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's like, okay, we get it. We get, yes, this is a real problem. <laughs> we get it. Like, why don't we just have regular movies with black people in it? Like, I, <laughs> that's it. I, that's all I care about. I, I don't think care about it being idea. like I, I oppression. Think I and heard. they're amazing. They have the, the, the greatest medal of all time. You know, they, That's kind they of created what I heard. a white man's shield. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> it's just too much for me. I, know, I mean, there's a dimension of it to that. But I had an enlightening conversation afterwards that made the appeal make more sense to me. I, Liam, you've been chomping at the bit as well. Like, the one thing I heard, just in reference to what Matt just said, a, a very good thing I heard about that was, Unfortunately, the reality is in, it took something that had to be overbearingly so like this in terms of what Matt's talking about. Like, right in your face, like, the, no, no, like no apologies. Like, this is, like, a film that's celebrating, like, African culture and being black and mm. all that kind of stuff that Black Panther represents. But as Matt just pointed out, unfortunately, it's taken this to kickstart what will happen now, which is we will hopefully out of this get yes. to a point where what matt just said is we will just have movies that will have normal roles yeah and i'm with- not talking about just black people you know yeah let's let's have some um some mexicans and and anyone anyone basically asians that are not doing karate like let's just break the mold and that like people getting roles that they deserve instead of it being like a certain category um, that they have to fit in. And and that's what I care about mostly it, because really like I, I get it. Like growing up, I did not have stuff like this. And I, and I understand that. I, I wouldn't say that, okay, you had to have this stuff in order to become something. I think that's an excuse. I think it's more like, oh, it it will give the little kids motivation, like, oh, wow, there's a black superhero or whatever, like yeah, that. Yeah, give give them a toy to slap together it, with another toy. Exactly, like, oh, it this person will, looks though. like me. Like to say it won't is, I think, stupid. Like it definitely will. I remember, yeah. like, you think back to who you sort of clinged onto when you were younger, and you're like, I can be like that person. There are very clearly people who I remember when I was younger who. I saw some parallels with whether it was like made by a marketing company or whatnot is whatever. Right. But I, as a kid, didn't understand the concepts of marketing and they're selling me toys because they want to make money. It was more about like what I saw on screen is what I would draw parallels to. So you're drawn Mm -hmm. to the people who, you know, inspire you who are from a similar background to you or look like you or uh, similar to you. So I think, there is the element of good here that, you know, there are going to be a whole generation of, like, young black kids who are going to see, like, Black Panther or even, you know, Killmonger himself. Like, and also, like, the female cast in that movie as well that are going to look at it and be like, I can be like that. Like, I yeah, can do yeah. that. Yeah, you got your, like, smart nerdy girls and your, your angry warrior women. Like, yeah, I, that I, I get that. Because, like, Luke Cage wasn't like black lightning and black panther it wasn't oh i heard that that hearing woolly talk about luke cage is hilarious i won't even try to do the voices that 
<laughs> that he was doing to describe how how black they talk in that show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um and and I I like Luke Cage for that, but it didn't shove it down your throat like other stuff did. It is it's it's a way they do it. It like what I was saying before, my problem with Black Panther is that it's if you strip away the blackness, it's not a good it's not a good movie. I understand what it's standing for. Yeah. But it's not it's, it's not the best Marvel movie at all. Ragnarok was freaking awesome. Like what yeah, the hell? Ragnarok's still number one. What the Ragnarok freaking hell? Ragnarok was the shit. Yeah. And 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 Black no, Black Panther was a little boring. You know? I mean, great I, characters. I, I, amazing I characters. Andy Circus freaking killed it. I was like, I want more of the white guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 Have you guys ever seen Undercover Brother? Yeah, yeah, of course. Did you did you get the vibe from like the awkward nerdy white guy being the comic relief who's just like in the background of all the cool black guys who know what they're doing? I is I was it, having it? flashbacks to being the only white guy in a theater watching uh, Undercover Brother and being like, "Oh, that's my oh." <laughs> it's like the one white guy in the movie just keeps fucking up and getting picked on. Is there anyone in that movie? who is from their actual country that they're meant to be from. Like, obviously, apart from, you know, Michael B. Jordan being Killmonger, like, you got Andy Serkis playing a South African. And according mm. to the South African girl who watched it with our group, his Afrikaans accent was pretty weak, although it sounded mm. darn good to me. Andy Serkis is a great actor. Um, yeah, he's phenomenal. He's you know, Chadwick Boseman... He, he sounded pretty convincing to me. I obviously have no parallels to draw to an Afrikaans accent or that sort of dialect at all. But obviously he's from America. And then Martin Freeman as the American white guy who is very clearly British and not even just like slightly British. He's like overbearingly British sometimes. British, yeah. Watching yeah. him put on a very average american accent was very weird for me so it's like is anyone in that film like from their country of origin actually playing someone from their country it was kind of strange yeah a lot of of what you guys have said is why i i think it's just fine i i mean i don't think the movie's only okay i think it's good but i don't think it's great i think it's good i mean i, I think it's good i don't regret seeing it but i don't think i i want to go back or anything but when i walked out of it i i was my, my main complaint was that it just didn't seem it seemed like too much of a baby step compared to to what i've been hearing about luke cage and and other like super duper black movies i've seen before and uh me and me and the lady friend went to a steak and shake afterwards and and, and sat down and talked it out and uh i was like i i feel like the movie pulled its punches like it relied too much on um uh pseudoscience magic to explain away what's going on that made yeah. it hard to follow yeah, well, i was just yeah. like the well, kinetic thing was just too much like it, it it was used too much in a film and action scenes and everything and i i remember saying that as far as the themes of of black oppression and black empowerment both at the same time were going it didn't seem angry enough it, it didn't seem to focus on them enough compared to stuff i'd seen and i remember saying to her dot 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 quote <laughs> Well, comma, it was no Spike Lee joint. 
<laughs> and and that gradually led to a conversation where now I've come to understand that that's the point. The point is that this like really normal, like safe by the numbers blockbuster Marvel movie managed to slip those themes through the cracks. And mm. if it was a Spike Lee movie, he could have had an all black cast. He he could have had a, a black superhero saving Africa, and um it would have not sold out on all major theaters across the United States at all. It would not have, have sold merchandise to the kids, which is like a part, a dimension of it that, that I walked out not liking. But then afterwards, when I started thinking of it in those terms, I was like, yeah, you know what? I kind of get it. There are, it and, there are, and it's, there are things that I think about Black Panther that it did well, that no other Marvel film has done so far. One is, uh, visually, pretty varied and striking like starting out like in wakanda obviously with the african sort of flair and style and definitely the tribal yeah it's bit. it's really cool seeing oh, looks neck awesome. rings and lip discs right. on like high tech like awesome looking Korea costumes and having like all the korean soul skyline and stuff like that it was like super cool and the the i don't want to get into too heavy spoilers because if we're going to go into it after matt speaks about it but also on top of that the one thing it it aimed for, which I appreciate, but I don't think it pulled off very well, is it's like the only Marvel film ever to tr- attempt world building. Like, every other Marvel film is a character film. Like, And even in the sense, obviously, Black Panther is a character film. It's about Black Panther, and it does a pretty But, but did it do it, though? But No, it doesn't do world yeah, building very well. No, like, it, it like, starts okay. off well. But then there's like, supposed to be advanced, history. but there's yeah, but, supposed to be advanced, but they're, they're still like sticking to traditions and stuff like that. And I, and I, oh, dude. Yeah. But I, someone brought up that argument and I was like, dude, I live in Japan. Like Japan is Wakanda. <laughs> like Japan, like there are places in the world where tradition will just never die. So when they're walking through the street and you see them, it's basically like, I don't know, like a regular street. Yeah, because be it's honest. not like it's not. You like see us. one guy with a hologram watch, and that's it. Yeah, that's all you see. It's 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 not like us. Like I can I can <laughs> say that it's like probably like not on purpose, but from the and point they of they find each other, they find like, each other. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. Like the only reason like it didn't bother me that so much, apart from the fact they use the same street twice in the film to give the emphasis of a Wakandan city, which was shit. The only reason that, like, didn't bother me at all was because I live in, like, a pretty small countryside city in Japan, right? And you will walk down the street and there will be, like, old men, old women, sort of, even, like, teenagers who just, like, still use, like... But, they, but everyone lives in Tokyo, though. That, no, see, that's the difference, no, though. Wakanda no, no, is, like, a closed city. But it's not. Because it's it's like they use the technology for what it is purposely like going to improve their lives. Like everyone you really got to turn like, your brain off. Like yeah, for exactly. Like but like Wakanda's healing, force like, field magic and stuff. Yeah, it's more about like they use it. They it's hard to explain. Like we use technology to improve our like entertainment, our like daily life as a Western society. Like the UK and America and many other Western cities and cultures we use technology like in every aspect of our life like coffee makers uh the you know the nintendo switch to play games and like 
Uh, we I, use our phones to listen to music and stuff. Like, we just use technology okay. all the time. But, like, there are so many Japanese people who don't. Like, okay, so I, many. Which, I, I, which, which is why when I watched the Wakanda scenes, I was like, yeah, they have this technology, but they use it more as, like, a tool to make sure they survive and to improve certain aspects. But the rest of the time, they're probably just pretty happy chilling doing their normal stuff that they've done for thousands of years like the thing the thing is that but the the sister is doing all sorts of cool stuff right but she's and a scientist these, she's these, like these a tech co- enthusiast okay, like, okay wait a minute wait a minute it's a big part <laughs> it's a big part that one of the tribes did not agree and they live in the mountains and one and every everyone else in wakanda is like oh tech advancements and they're slowly getting rid of traditions and stuff like that but for some reason, there's no clear difference between the two. It looks the same almost. And and they address this like when you see them about to fight each other and you see the sisters like, oh, my gosh, when are we going to be done with this? I'm tired of wearing this corset or whatever like that. And yeah. then you see the guy walking from the mountain. But she I forgot what his like name the is. New generation, uh, he's, right? He's pretty funny. Yeah, he's she like it's like yeah, like she's like the new and generation. Ultimately, and he walks ultimately. in and he makes a joke. Hold on, he makes a joke saying <laughs> no, no motherfucker. <laughs> he, he makes a joke saying like, oh, uh, you guys scoff at traditions, right? And but there's no the film doesn't show you a clear line between the two other than the sister. Like the sister is the only the only clear line between. Uh, except for the, the random God. B-roll shot of the guy with the watch. Like, I found it so hard to follow. Like, ultimately... It, it's like, unfocused. We definitely probably get... Yeah, I agree with you. It's unfocused. But, we're, uh, like, the only way and, I can say that it didn't bother me is because I look at it from the perspective of, like, she basically said and had the same ideas as Killmonger and his dad. Like, that they should share their technology... And like they can do a lot of good, and also Lupita. Share Nino's what? Character. Share what? They're the same as everybody else. They they lower than the USA. They're, they look no, at the no, grills. No. They're grilling stuff on on coals and stuff. I'm expecting to see some futuristic no, no. We're talking vibranium about, like, stuff, about, man. Like, what will change? And they're just the cooking no, stuff on grills. Steak. Like no, what no. is that? We're not talking like, about a fucking. Tasty. We're not talking about a fucking iPhone. We're talking about like. Like medical advancements, and we're talking about like weapon advancements, like completely different things. L- listen, like, listen. This is why I'm saying this is the why the street I'm saying, was dirty. All right, the street oh, no. was dirty, you, though. No, you 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 <laughs> just putting tech all in one like bottle. Like, oh, if you if you have because like, super that's advanced all weapons, they you must have like fucking coffee makers in your like I mean, Wakandan hut. Like, <laughs> I I think a dimension to it. Is 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 creating a, a, a pan African future tech, and 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 I I have this question for Matt, right? Mm-hmm. As uh, <laughs> something gives me the vibe here that you're more of the film's target audience than me and Liam, right? Uh, I guess so, yeah. I I mean, did did you feel a connection at all? Like, did you feel no. any kind of power trip from seeing Wakanda be a high tech, no. fancy, this safe not, African nation? This is not, this is not my type of thing. I'm a regular dude, man. But this is what I mean. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. I'm a regular about, dude. I don't well care about this. Like it's going to work for Americans. Yeah. Like I'm okay. I, I would like the most I get when it comes down to equality is like, I would love to see a variety of self, just the generic white bald, guy you know swole guy in every film in every video game i would like to see some variety that that's pretty much it i don't care about this whole like 
oh yeah, black power, you know, like, and, you know, get up in your face and start, you know, going crazy in the streets and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I know people will judge me on that, but like, I, I don't go too crazy on the thing. Yes, there's a problem in specific areas, but those things that need to be addressed don't need to be shoved into my face in certain films if it's not done correctly. Like, like, like what I, I brought up Get Out, right? Get Out is a fantastic yeah. movie, a fantastic movie. Like they address certain issues is within that realm, but there's there's a story behind it that has nothing to do with the whole racial thing. Like there's there's so much to that to that movie that made you laugh, that made you scared, that had nothing to do with like racial stuff, you know? Like it was a good movie on its own. If you, well, if you didn't, if you took the racial stuff, it, it's, it would be different. But yeah, it, it, it won an Oscar for a reason. It's a good ass freaking movie. Now, now Black Panther and Black Lightning and all that, it's, it's riding, it's riding on that horseback, man. Can, and uh, it, can I just, yeah, can I go just ahead, say, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, very like what you're saying is basically what kind of reinforces my point about why I think the tech thing wasn't a big deal, because you like as you said you are a normal American dude. There's it's not about like your skin or like your background or anything. You're a normal ass American dude, right? And I'm a normal ass English dude. I don't care about like traditions. I don't have like a glowing historical culture that I'm proud of or anything. But like to like Japanese people here, like they have like a festival every month. They have like festivals every week. They just celebrate Japanese culture all the time internally in Japan, right? And that's really important to them. Whereas I don't see like that parallel in my my like uprising or anything because like we don't do that in the UK. And I imagine the same is for you, Matt. And that's why you didn't have that connection there. And in terms of the technology, what I think is like for us, like that is super important because that's kind of like what we've grown up with. You think like if you had the power to like create all this technology with a special awesome material like Vibramian, you would do all this crazy stuff. But to like those other people who growing up with like traditions and and celebrations that you that basically take over your cultural identity stuff like technology takes a backseat and yeah you you use it then for like the the most important purposes not like just your everyday use because you're like well you know we don't really do that that's not our style but we'll use it so you know you make like the healthcare advancements you make like the weapon advancements and that's what wakanda did while keeping its cultural identity you know and then they don't share it with the world because maybe they just don't think about it. It's like, oh, this is a Wakanda thing. Like, we're this country, that's that, whatever. But to us as, like, globalized, like, 20 to 40 like year old people, like, technology is, like, everything to us. And, like, we don't have that kind of, like, ritualistic, traditional culture that we've grown up with. So there is, like, a weird parallel with, like, what George asked. Like, what's, like... Like young American, like black Americans, be more, like, more related to Killmonger than they ever would, like Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, the good guy. (laughs) Like, it's a completely different thing. It's like trying to be, trying to be like, I don't know, (laughs) like drawn parallels between like a Japanese person and just like a generic Asian person. Like they're they're different. 
Like, if you're from Korea and that person's from Japan, just because you kind of look the same, your cultures are completely different, right? Kind of gone off a bit of a tangent, but you, you get what I'm saying. I, I, I just... The thing is, is that it's a part of the film and the consistency is just not there in multiple parts. Like, there is, for there the is technology thing, the, there, there is a clear difference between the two. And the mountain people play a huge part in the Wakanda fight, right? In in the end of the film. They go back to that. But like none of none of these things are satisfying enough. Like when one of the, the soldiers die um with the general. I mean everyone loves the general, but one of the soldiers die, you're like, who cares? Like who, she who died, who is she? Like there's a let there's not a lot of consistency there with with all then, of this stuff. It, it's it just whatever. doesn't you have no attachment. So when you go back to the mountain guy, like the only redeeming factor is that he's funny. That's it. Yeah. It's not yeah. good. It's not good. It's not a good movie that way. So, so I it, have wait, wait, one, one, one more thing. Like, the one <laughs> example is, is the, the get out guy, Daniel, um, Daniel Kalua. Um, yeah. Kaluuya? Kaluuya. Yeah. Um, Kalula, he, I love Kalula. Yeah. He, he is um, with the, the the general and he can you remember when in the beginning of the movie she said lover but then they don't address it he until the very end and they use it as like a deus ex machina yeah like what the that's hell so dumb. That's it's super, so super dumb. dumb it's it, just a lot of things like that just pisses me off about a movie like that and it, it, for me it ends up just being just just boring and average really so, but anyway there's a it. lot of problems in terms of that and this like, act this is actually the first Marvel movie I've ever freaking seen. What? 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 I think I'm pretty darn sure. Like, let, hang on, let me bring up a list. List of Marvel because I remember Wait, seeing the Spider-Man movies back in like the turn of the millennium, yeah, Spider-Man one and two. Marvel but films. I don't think they were like no. part of the Iron Man. No way! You've been missing out, George. Wait, no. So I did not know what was going on in the first quarter of this movie at all. I don't think any of us. And we've watched the movie. (laughs) Well, like, like you're supposed to know. Um, uh, hang on, T'Chanka. No, T'Challa. No, yeah, T'Challa. T'Challa. You're supposed to know T'Challa from Marvel Civil War. And I did not know T'Challa. And when they were going through the like <laughs> the, the the anointing a new king process, I was like, wait, why are we rooting for T'Challa? Like they seem like there's a friendly rivalry with another guy to be king. Why don't we like establish why T'Challa has more like heroic virtue? Later on he has bad guys to catch, he has a problem to solve. But in the beginning of the movie, it looked to me like he was just becoming king because because that's his his privilege, his birthright. He was just born into it. The, that's not the fascinating. Thing, the thing is, the thing is it, they restarted the movie any like restarted the, his story it was almost like an origin like he already had the powers and it got stripped away for the fight and then How they gave it no, back to him wait, wait, wait. explain it to me he, 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 you can you can be black panther without being a, a king of, of of wakanda apparently they give him back the powers and he it goes says, back to tradition like that hey, look, is- look, 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 look look he give him back the powers <laughs> he he sees his dad right he comes back and he says, oh, I saw him. I'm like, wait a minute. What, what happened the first time you got your powers? Like, I thought you were Black Panther beforehand. And like, it just, a lot of things just like, okay, this is a movie that's dumbed down. And I, I this is not a movie for me. <laughs> it's not a movie for me. 
it's, it's really too dumbed down for me. It's too dumb. I need I need the details. I need the details to survive. And it's so it is so easy to make a movie that is dumbed down with details that don't mess up. It, it, Marvel has been doing it. And they mess this up. There is nothing better than an intelligently made stupid movie. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Do, do you know what? And we've kind of Simple. glossed over. I mean, we're, we're probably going to return to it after Matt's watched it again. But my biggest problem with the film was what they did to Killmonger. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he was great, right? But he, like, is in, like, the first five minutes, and then he appears an hour later when the plot kicks in. Yep. And also, they switch back and forth between his justification for what he's doing. Like, he he is built up to be, like, this is, like, a revenge story. But then he's, like, all spouting, like, oh, you know, like, um, Wakanda we don't needs get to that until Wakanda needs to share its, through. like, power and, like shit like that like no you learn you learn pretty early on that like you know he's a bad guy because he shoots his girlfriend in the face hey auntie yeah like he's cool (laughs) as fuck right but yeah i like they they need to they need to get rid of like the scene with t'challa with his sister in the lab it's like pointless dumbass comedy shit that you don't need to do just to explain like how his suit works it's fucking rubbish get rid of it listen listen i like the sister man the sister, I, like the sister. I will watch all day. I like the sister, but that scene is pointless. The scene is pointless. <laughs> like, they have that scene just to explain his, like, kinetic suit, right? It's and a big part it... of the movie for some no, no, reason. No, no, no. no, because, you, yeah, exactly. You can have, like, a little earpiece thing to say, hey, I installed this new thing in your suit, and everyone would totally believe that. But you know what is super dumb? Like, all of a sudden, when, like, when Killmonger becomes king, he just has the suit like he just walks out he's got the gold necklace on from the other suit and he's just like he must have Wait, I thought he had it. to take a bath in the what hallucination sand first he did but there's no like donning of him being the black panther there's no like there's no like him taking over he just turns up listen we basically sits, talked about the movie this is yeah. definitely spoilers <laughs> you you, you like, might want to put an indication do an edit and say yeah. we talk about spoilers yeah you're gonna have to now we don't spoil the end but we definitely did no we, 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 need, to, we need to put spoilers on the front Okay, I, I have one question that does not have as much to do with spoilers, and since this is my first Marvel movie, I was kind of surprised at how much violence and killing there is, and how clean and shrugged and, and swept under the carpet it all is. Oh, like, like nameless reality. extras are the characters who die. Yeah. They're, like, characters have knives that they chop people with, and they just kind of, like, collapse and and whenever like a, a bullet is shot you got cgi smoke a cgi flash the actor doesn't jump at the shot they just kind of grab their clothes and there might be a close-up shot of a wound that's not bleeding is is are the rest of them that like yes they neutered for how high yes. of a body count they have yes and remember this probably when, has when the highest he body runs, 
he there's there's that scene. It might as well have been a chase scene from a Spider-Man movie. But remember in Korea, they have a chase scene, and the car like runs over one of the 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 goons, one of the bad guy goons. And I mean, if oh, it was yeah, a the Batman the movie, he yeah. they might have moved out of the way first, or yeah. like checked to see if they still had a pulse, or like call an ambulance, but. But it seems like Black Panther doesn't doesn't care about putting the bad guys on ice. I will admit the and, best part was that bit when she throws the spear through the car and makes the car crash mm-hmm. on the other side. That was like that it's, redeemed the whole film. That was awesome. It's not that I'm I'm against violence in movies so much as I'd rather it kind of have a harder punch and like make the viewer feel a little bit of the 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 like grossness the 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 mental weight that would come with making such decisions just like teenage films that just have like punches and kicks and supposedly people are dying but they're not actually dying it's just kind of kind of feels like I mean that's gutless. not what I want either so much as just like human life treated with a bit more weight to it yeah but that's like, what I don't I want mean. video game deaths in movies video game deaths are like that's something that's like always, I think, kind of found unsettling. You ever finish a level of Resident Evil 4 and you're like, wow, I killed 300 people and didn't even realize it. And then you play uh, something like, like, like Silent Hill 3 and like every combat matters. Like every single swing everyone takes is like gruesome. It's, it's part of the math. It, yeah, when you're playing Into the Breach, every single smack on a bad guy matters. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's, <laughs> can we talk about that yet? God damn it. Hell yeah. Matt, any any last thoughts for now? <sighs> um, no. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done with that. I, I'm disappointed in Black Panther. It's oh. I'm disappointed. It, it should have been. Your tone is a lot different from last week. To be fair, you've you've sat on this I, for a good week. I didn't want to spoil it. I didn't want to spoil it. I said I didn't. I didn't. I like the characters. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's what I like the characters. I did but like I didn't the like the film. The characters like are good. It. It's a very average film. Yeah. But but it's standards, making though, a big splash. It's pretty high but Marvel standards is very low, in my opinion. Really? Oh, oh my god. Really? There are a lot of shit Marvel films. Come on. What what? Which one? Which one? Uh Iron Man. Let's two, see, I got a Iron list Man here. Three, most of the Captain America films, Thor two. The Captain America films are good. N- no. Was Ant Man good? Civil War was alright. Ant Man was shit. Like Marvel Two was bad. Really? At Marvel Two? Was like, Cap- Avengers Two was oh. bad. I have a totally different Thor? opinion on those. That's crazy. Dude, they are average films. Like, like, like Winter Soldier, I thought was cool. Ragnarok, oh my god. So I, I gotta see that. Everyone tells me it's real Metal Gear inspired. Civil I guess War is it, like the only standable Captain America film. Like, I thought like Winter Soldier was like boring as a hell. It was so boring. Oh, I just see. I wonder why I haven't seen any of these. I hear so many mixed messages. Just watch Ragnarok, man. Yeah, it's just watch Ragnarok. We can agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's literally the best Marvel film, <laughs> almost the best Marvel film. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, back to video games. Yeah. The uh, Into the Breach. Everyone loves it. It's super rad. I've uh, started it up a couple days ago. Played about an hour and a half so far. It's kicking my ass on the first island. I'm having the time of my life getting my ass kicked. Yes. Um, it's easy to tell when you make the wrong move. It's it's losing is fun. Ugh, how it's, long? It's a good ass oh, game. How long, George? How is that possible? How how long until you figured out there was a reset turn button? 
Not very, actually. I want to say like a good 30 minutes in. I it was like, all right, yeah. I'll give this button a shot. It took me an hour before I realized it was even there. And once it's there, you're gonna use it. Y you are. There's, there's no the... penalties to it, and it will <sighs> help a lot. So, so I've played a bit more of... A bit more. I've played a lot more of this game than you, it seems. I've played about 10 hours so far. That is about 10 times as much. Yeah. I've done... I've managed to finish two islands in a run and attempt I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that I, I, I've done I've managed to be, beat two islands and I love this game the melding it's of so roguelite good. like like structure and packaging with high intensity tactics is brilliant i don't think i've played a game this intense or this like nerve-wracking in a very long time i have this reminds me the amount of like polish and weight that is put into the gameplay challenges here reminds me a lot of a series of tactic rpgs that no one knows about that i uh have found in my years that they're called telepath tactics and it's uh, basically this guy who spent his entire childhood placing like uh, playing like Ogre Tactics 64 and decided to make his own uh, spin-off series, not spin-off series, but series inspired by that. Um, he doesn't have much of an art budget, but if, if uh, you want to see the, the a, a similar game, in, in a game for my inbox video, I, I talk about the telepath RPG he made, which was fairly recently. But, but this one has polish to it. Like, like, back in the telepath games, like, I noticed that unlike other um, tactics RPGs, I had to think a good two turns ahead of time. Yeah, And so I like, have not had to do that since until now. So, yeah, so I'm a big tactics guy in terms of, like, I really like Advance Wars, I really like Fire Emblem, I like XCOM, and games like that. But there's one thing that none of them ever get, like, even with Permadeath, they just never get intensity or the idea that the player can really be punished in terms of like you make a mistake and that's it like and it, you can tell where you fucked up yeah, so and cleanly it, and that's good game design and it's so, like that's why siege is so compelling like losing is is enlightening and and informative instead of frustrating and repetitive and into the breach is like the most chess like game that isn't chess ever it's so lays it out in front of you there there isn't there isn't like random factors like once you recognize an enemy you know what that enemy does and you know you can immediately they tell you their moves ahead of time so you have no excuse and like you can <laughs> you have no excuse for fucking up in this game but you, and, can assess, but you still will you can assess everything immediately so like making a move is agonizing because there's always something at, at like sacrifice for your move unless you're like really pushing forward like i've recently unlocked some of the for like later squads and there's one that like manipulates using smoke and i've been Ooh. like sticking to that like squad for a while because smoke is like my lord and savior at the moment and it, it does so much but you can just assess everything so quickly in that game and the balance between having to sacrifice characters to save <laughs> your overall health which is uh established by a power grid mm -hmm. like you have a certain amount of power on this power grid and once the, all of the power grid runs out 
Like that's it. That's your that's your run. Your timeline over. Game over completely. So you, oh, the theming is so the themes so and like good. the universe are rad. Yeah. Matt, have you heard of this game? Uh, no. Other than uh, Liam talking about it, I'm watching some gameplay now. It looks pretty interesting. I really oh, love uh, FTL. Really, yeah, dude, enjoyed you that. will love. This Imagine game. that, except without it just being an RNG dialogue box. Probably. I didn't like FTL that much. This oh, like. It, just the idea that you have to be thinking about what to sacrifice it's not even like you're gonna get away with it like I play Fire Emblem and oh, Advance Wars and there's always a feeling that I'll get away with it or the damage will be like marginal even with permadeath yeah you might lose a character but it's like you'll just go back to your barracks and get another character and level the character up and everything will be fine you'll complete the game whereas you're playing through into the breach and like you'll have like an enemy who's about to attack two buildings and that would be two like that would be a loss of two powers to your power grid and maybe you're only on four so that means you'd be down to two which is super dangerous territory because there are many enemies in the game that can deal two or three damage to like a whole host of buildings so you'll then like i can stop that i can stop that from happening and, and stay on four power if i just put this mech or this unit in front of it and block the attack and I just will, take the hit i will lose that mech and but save the save, but the I will civilians. save the civilians and i will go into the next map still alive and my game won't be over but i'll lose this mech. And, you, and the idea is that your mechs are piloted by ais afterward yeah, they give you so a you chance the ais yeah. just don't level up and get experience but you don't permanently you lose your mech either you don't lose your mech it turns into an ai but you lose like the passive abilities that pilots have and but not only that is like if you lose the game but your mech pilots are still alive they move into the next timeline like they travel to the alternate timeline because they have the Ooh. power of time travel so they travel okay. into the next timeline the, if the pilots survive, like if you lose your power grid and they don't die, they travel into your next game. Okay. How do we make the most rad sounding elevator pitch for this game for Matt as possible? Imagine Matt playing an awesome tactical game where every move is like chess and feels so, like with, like every decision has such weight. But if you fail, your awesome characters, if they survive, they travel into the next game. So you get better. Because you get to keep all their abilities, all their weapons and stuff, and you just gradually learn and get better. Oh, I know exactly what. Wait, it's there's like. no permadeath. There is permadeath. Once they die, that's it. But like, oh. if they survive and you lose your world power, which is their oh, their power grid, like if the if the vec the aliens destroy like enough buildings, like and your power grid is zero, that's it. It's game over. But your pilots survived, right? But they can die. Like in, so your pilot can travel back in time and try to save the civilians in the next yeah. timeline. Matt, have you ever seen the film Edge of Tomorrow? Yes, Is of that course. Edge of Tomorrow, right? Absolutely. So imagine that Tom Cruise like montage of him training and getting better and traveling back in time and trying to defeat the aliens every single time, right? But getting smarter and smarter each time. That's you in this game. Yeah, but this, 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 he doesn't have permadeath. No. But like, no, there's permadeath. if you, if, if but he doesn't you die. survive, yeah, but if you well, survive, can. you can do that. You learn and you get better and it feels great. I but don't want another die, XCOM 2. XCOM 2 killed me. <laughs> it killed my soul. This, this will destroy you. 
This like, will destroy it, you. Does it? All right. I will play it if it has a as good soundtrack as FTL. Because yes. FTL soundtrack was good. It's it was made so by good. Ben Prudy, so it's the same. It's the same guy. Mm. Mm. I might give it a try then. It's so into good. the breach. Plus, if you buy it now, you get a free copy of FTL with it anyway. <laughs> give it to a friend or something. I guess people aren't buying FTL anymore. Don't buy into the breach. It's better. Yeah, there's uh, actual. Um, yeah, I never got to the end of channels. FTL. Um, <laughs> I never got to the end. I never had the patience for it. But I, I enjoyed going through to listen to the music and, and somehow a, make it far. I'm I, like, I can't stop. I'm, I've been talking to like last week's guest, Kyle, love the lovely Kyle Giavelli a lot about Into the Breach. Me and Kyle have been talking about it and we've been swapping strategies and stuff like that. And it, I just can't stop thinking about it. It's like every decision you make, you feel like, oh shit, what could I have done better? Or is there a way I could have mitigated that damage or something like that? Like you're D- constantly did our character die? Assessing. Oh, Gorg Weedman and uh, Matt Visual, they they died my first run. I'm sorry. Bye. Oh. I hope not of dysentery, though. No. You, you died after just being smashed in the face by a Vec. I'm sorry. It's a pretty rad way to go, though. It is a pretty I'm, rad way. I'm, I'm okay with this. You were saving the planet. I mean, you got to the second island, but... That was it. Wow! Can I can I have a commercial for George Socks on my tombstone so so that I can keep keep the meme going into my grave? We could make like giant socks for the mech that follows you afterwards. I hope I finish my next video before I die. <laughs> well, you've already died. <laughs> this is like in the past. Oh shit! It's like shit. haunting George. <laughs> it's ghost well, George. Well, it's, for it's, all it's my... Bruce Willis George. He doesn't even know it. For, for, for all my fans of five years, I have some bad news for you. Liam killed me. George Weedman was was found dead, heard on the podcast this this Tuesday morning. He will be survived by by Matt Visual and, and, and Liam Edwards after after the break. Like I'm I just bef- just before we go into the break, I just want to say it's upsetting that already three games have come out this year that would have made my top ten for last year. And last year was a damn Ooh. good damn What are the other two? Celeste and Monster Hunter World. Oh. oh, yeah. I haven't tried Monster Hunter World yet, but um, F- Into the Breach for me is, like, I think the first big 2018 that's it's kind of knocked my socks off. I, I, I agree. It's, uh, Monster Hunter yeah. World has knocked my socks off since Celeste was great, obviously, but wow. Into the Breach is uh, much better than I thought it was ever going to be. It's great. Okay. It's fantastic. So uh, with that being said, let me go ahead and jump out the window and just uh, go ahead and finish this struggle. I'm, I'll like pick myself, I'll peel myself off the pavement and uh, come back and in a while a wrap things up. But yeah. Oh, oh, nice. Thanks. Matt, you're uh, a housewarming, too. You a housewarming gift. You know, I, I, I got to buy you like a, a tool set or something. <laughs> The things so, so on, on my way out, I'll like put that in the mail. The things you forget when you move into a new place, you're like, oh, I don't have spoons. I got to eat cereal <laughs> with a fork. <laughs> you got to develop a new technique. You know, it put some cereal in your days. mouth and then sip some of the milk. And you're like, well, okay, this, this kind of works. <laughs> this kind of <laughs> works. 
Are you like using the concave end of a fork as like a half spoon? <laughs> yeah, you, you get oh some of it. No, no, no. Well, God. I mean, I went to this. This is before I went to the store and got me some some spoons now. But yeah, when I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh, I don't have spoons. <laughs> oh, I need to get this. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Like <laughs> the bill just creeps up. Anyways, I'm going to go piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Sunday, Sunday, and Saturday. It's Nathaniel Dallas Mower Expo. Be there as the biggest names in mowers, hedgers, and clippers unveil the latest in grass cutting technology. Thrill to the awe-inspiring spectacle of the Snapper Precision Mowing Team. See King Mulch. Take on a Texas-sized pile of twigs. Over 10,000 oil paintings must be sold. Don't miss the Dallas Mower Expo. Be there. <laughs> Welcome back from the break. Um, I am not going to introduce this next topic. I'm going to leave it up to George. <laughs> this just in on this week's fiasco with George. Donald Trump has agreed to uh, meet up with video game executives to discuss video game violence in the wake of a school shooting in Florida. On March 5th, the, e on March 5th, the ESA reported that it has received a formal invitation to meet with Trump on March 8th, presumably to uh, discuss gun violence. Uh, in, in, in the wake of a shooting that left 17 dead. Authorities have announced no connection to video games, and it's unclear what role, if any, games have played in the incident, according to an official statement from the ESA themselves. Uh, they further go on to say, quote, The upcoming meeting at the White House, which the ESA will attend, will provide the opportunity to have a fact-based conversation about video game ratings, our industry's commitment to parents, and the tools we provide to make informed entertainment choices, the ESA told Polygon in a statement. Um, that's, uh, referencing a, a soundbite that I am utilizing for a Trump gag in my video in which a week ago he said, uh, sometimes kids can go to movies where there's killing and, and no sex and that's fine. And maybe we should make a rating system for that cue title card of 40 minute video explaining the world's various rating systems and their pros and cons. Um, this follows a... A, a statement that he made on March 1st, well, not that he himself made, but um, his press secretary ended up having leaked to the press in which he was requesting that meeting beforehand without informing anyone. Uh, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders told reporters on March 1st, quote, Next week he'll also be meeting with members of the video game industry to see what they can do on that front as well. Uh, however, on that same day, the Entertainment Software Association uh, replied saying that neither it nor its member companies had received the invitation to meet with Trump. Apparently, they finally did their paperwork and are doing that next week. I really hope it's recorded. God, I hope it's recorded. God, I want to be a fly in the wall in that room so bad. E the ESA have already, they already made a statement in response to this that just pretty much sums it all up and ends it without even having to talk to Trump. Like they, I, I'm paraphrasing what it was said because I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but they said something along the lines of the video games industry is a global industry. It's in every culture and every country in the world right now, and it is as far flung as anything, like movies too. Yet no other country has gun crime or problems with gun laws like well. America, and yet everyone is totally fucking fine playing video games. <laughs> I'm so sure you're paraphrasing. I'm not, I, I, I hope <laughs> I'm not paraphrasing. from the ESA, yeah. pretty fucking fine. <laughs> like, 
That's what they embarrassed said. For, they, yeah, for I mean, the level of gun violence is exponentially higher in the U.S. than in other countries, that is the official games. quote. Yeah. That, and that what I have... What I've noticed in my research for this rating agency video is that um, Germany has school shootings as well. Uh, there's There's been like four of them, not as much in America. <laughs> but Germany, of, of course, you know, uh, German school shootings preceded German efforts to create rating systems that, that demonize video game violence in much the same way that it happens in the States. And this is like totally tangential and... and, and, and I, I mean, I might be connecting dots here based on the, the issues that, that my own biases are concerned about, which I will happily admit to, but I, I can't help but wonder if all of these other countries that do not have moral panics over video game violence, that waited a lot longer than both the U.S. and Germany to install uh, rating systems... Um, they, they don't have school shootings. Uh, I, I interviewed a lot of fans from a lot of countries. The Russian fans told me their parents didn't care about video game violence. The UK fans, Liam, you might be able to either attest to yeah, this or no break this. Cares. Did your parents care about video game violence when you were growing up? Not really. They, they like. Well, guess what? The UK doesn't have school shootings. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Like the ESA have the, already the said Japanese it. The Japanese fans. There's literally there's, there's no reason to have Liam, a fucking meeting. Like I have I have another question about a culture you should intimately know, and that is Japan. Do they have moral panics over video game violence in Japan? No, they don't. Like Japan has titty games and mature themes all over right. the place. Oh, but, Everywhere. But they can have actual titties. Every. The Sero doesn't doesn't let the titties. <laughs> and not everyone well, no, this in Japan is interesting dude, dynamic. Dude. I found out you you can't get actually naked. Just veiled nudity is fine. Dude, if a, oh my god, <laughs> if a guy with Christian values <laughs> over there, they will have a heart attack. Yeah, you are you are far yeah, out, of, that, out of your water in that, that, that territory. Valued, I bet that I bet that guy who has those Christian values owns an AR-15 and would fucking die for his dumbass weapon. <laughs> Oh boy, there we go, pissing off a contingent of the the (laughs) listeners again. I mean, I still stand by, like, my previous statement that there are some situations in American rural life where, I mean, I don't know if an AR-15 would make sense, but but there's a lot of, like, ranchers and farmers out there that, that could use their guns for practical, bountiful, commercially viable purposes, um, and I don't want them to suffer, Right, but I also don't want kids in in the suburbs in the cities to uh to uh have access to to even a semi auto handgun. That's how Virginia there, Tech happened. I, f- I feel like there's w- there's t- there's two conversations about video game violence and stuff like this. Like there are, there are parallels where people are dumb enough or unfortunately have maybe illnesses that make them want to imitate stuff they see whether it's in movies yeah, video games and cheaper health care is a problem for americans brains as well as is for our bodies like our health care system is another whole another dimension to this yeah. because but there is literally uh, no we excuse. demonize mental health care we no excuse on earth there is zero oh there is no excuse to be saying we're going to have a fucking meeting with the video games industry to solve our gun <laughs> yeah. problem instead of yeah, just this fucking is... talking to people who deal with guns and oh like this is what a is the worst case scenario think... <laughs> like to I, I, I to don't quote, I don't know how to quote Richard Oide one of Britain's gifts to the world IT crowd favorite what is the worst case scenario if no one has any guns? 
Like, are you worried you're all going to get shot if there are Americans no Americans fear like, a, a government tyranny that they need to revolt over. But I think I remember reading about one country out like there. like Trump in charge? Like, what is Right, right. And, and I'm, it's an argument that I'm not convinced when looking at the historical efforts of, of people like MLK and Gandhi and, like, like Susan B. Anthony. You can we fight government suppression with your votes and, if you live in a still... democracy. Like, we've got Theresa May in charge, and we're still not r- r- rioting in the streets, like, with guns and overthrowing the but, government. But, but I, there, what about public arsenals or something, where there's, like, a locked secure... Gun control, I think, is this is, the is thing, what people you, are actually arguing for, and that gets, that's, this is the gets thing. Confl- conflated into a gun ban. I, like, people were worried that this will affect the video games industry. It's not. A, it's not. It's just deflection tactics. It's, it's just take all the heat off the nra take it off trump and just put it onto something dumb that no one cares about because it's stupid and weird and let's just like blame it on video games and i wonder if he knows because he's zigzagging right now depending on i guess the latest person he's talked to i don't i i mean maybe he like flip-flopped between wayne lapierre is is tipper gore still around maybe he had a phone call with tipper gore uh, that's the, the the Democrat that wanted to start uh, rating systems in the first place. It's not even about rating systems. It's just it's just dumb. It's so dumb to even oh, yeah, be yeah. talking about after so soon after a school shooting that really shook up America because you have them so often, so you're kind of used to them. But this it's, one, it's good though that we're finally. Yeah, talking but, about it, well, not, not good that we're still talking about, about video it. games. You're not finally talking about it. You had Columbine, you had Parkland, you've had so many that you've talked about and done nothing, right? And the fact that Trump is just like two weeks later video games. being like, hey, I'm going to have a meeting with video games because then that'll solve your gun laws or that'll have something no. to do with it. It's like, no. it's, it's just purposeful deflection and stupidity in terms of just being like, do you know what? NRA is taking the heat. NRA is like my biggest beneficiary uh, and benefactor. And uh, you know what? I need to do something for those guys because, you know, they give me like $3 million uh, a year. So uh, It depends on what games. day of the week you talk to them. Uh, have you guys Cause, talked cause to one... people who own guns? I ha- I've had some Twitter DMs. Yeah. yeah. I spoke to a few people yeah. who were happy that we raised the issue that it needs to be spoken about. And... I mean, I've had. We need to stop talking about Trump on this podcast, but this directly does relate to video games. It does relate to video games. There's going to be some real stupid news about video games next week on March 8th. If uh, this meeting does go through, there's going to be a lot of stupid quotes if it is adequately recorded and documented. And I have my hopes up. A lot of White House meetings have gotten cameras turned on and never turned off in there these days. And I'm I'm really looking forward to watching if, yeah, if the it only does come to light, like a full C-span like unedited. TV, so. Yeah, you got to watch the boring channels you gotta these watch days. The Russian but channels. I I put them in my bookmarks. Ugh. Oh oh, the, is that is that a Russia joke? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too easy. There's there's that whole dimension to it too, but I think there's a little more ambiguity there on that one. Like if there is anyone well, who listens to this, there this, soon won't be. But. Like if there is anyone who listens to this podcast and is a, like a supporter of Trump and and gun laws in terms of like keeping guns, like laws that allow you to keep guns, 
Like, what do you think about Trump speaking to the ESA to blame video games about stuff like this? Like, are you are you happy that it's taking heat off the NRA, or are you now like shitting yourself that like Trump's going to take away video games? Like, it's so ridiculous. You guys see Boogie's angry tweet in all caps from the people <laughs> I know that um, have heard about this and do like guns and own guns and don't want them taken away from them. They want, um, and this is their um, opinion, they want people to look at, uh, Trump to look at, like, um, um, uh, illnesses more than they want to look yes. at video games. Because video games are... Yeah, which is another thing that I don't think people actually disagree on. I think there's a lot more that these uh, two dividing ideologies of American thought right now agree on that we don't give ourselves enough credit for. And, and Trump, healthcare Trump reform is one. Trump can't say that because he cut funding for mental health. He, he's not going to go back on that because he's an arrogant prick. So he's not going to go back on anything he's already took a yeah, stance against. Yeah, the new tax plan does have less uh, dedicated towards Medicare and Medicaid towards it. And, and the whole campaign promise to replace and repeal Obamacare is... That hasn't really happened, but the idea of setting up a system for, for American teenagers to get good counseling should be something we should strive for. We should strive to change our culture to make it less appealing to solve your problems with violence and instead solve them with a trip to the therapist. Uh, we shouldn't be putting kids in this situation where there's so much of this like angst and anger that gets bottled up to the point where we're this is what ends up happening from it. Yes, in addition to gun control, mental health is super duper important. Don't don't get us wrong there either. Yeah. This is just in direct relation to what Trump is saying about having a meeting with the ESA because of guns and video games being related to violence. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that sums it up pretty nicely. Speaking of uncomfortable social change, <laughs> uh, Rainbow Six Siege is going to be rolling out a patch that will issue in straight up insta bans to players who type racial and uh, homophobic slurs. I'm sure we all know which ones. Um, <laughs> you should you type that into chat. Uh, you are likely to receive a 2 to 15 day ban, depending on the severity of your actions, or if you're managing to um, uh, appeal with a feedback system that they're going to be employing as well. But I I mean, I don't know if it's just a straight word detector. I can't imagine it uh, screwing things up too bad unless the word gets involved in some other thing. I mean, I know, I know, Liam, that in uh, UK parlance, there are some terms that are much more polite over there than they uh, are in America. And I'm wondering how how the Siege localization servers deal with, with such uh, exceptions. Uh, I, I don't know. It depends. Like, uh, you, you, you know which it? euphemism I'm talking about? No, there are it's, many. It involves cigarette butts. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, yeah, no. Yeah, that one, that one. I can imagine that one causing some players some trouble. Not so much with the others, though. Is it really? Like, what other situation do you use that? I guess if uh, you're playing Siege and you're enjoying you a nice cigarette and you, and you, you, no, no, you no, have no. No, you UK miss, slang that you grew up with. Like if you mispronounce frag grenade, I guess. Oh, well, well, this is for text, not um, speech. Yeah. So, yeah, if you mistype 
frag. Grenade. If you mistype frag grenade, you might end up having getting in trouble. So they'll probably ignore that specific one because that 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 seems like quite. And uh, no I've one, had trouble moderating heard, that one myself. I haven't heard anyone use that word in a while. So I can't imagine the other slurs like getting mixed up with innocent words, though. Um, they just keep getting added to the list. Like, if someone will report it, it'll just get added to the list and checked. Like, I remember, like, the ban list we had at Rockstar for online stuff was, was like, ten pages long, full of all wow. sorts of different cultures and slangs, and we even had words like Nintendo ban. <laughs> Wait, what? Just for, like, naming characters and stuff like that. Like, competitors. Oh, oh. And stuff like that. Not, not, you're not allowed to name your character, yeah. like... Nintendo fanboy 101 3DS. I, I guess to to steer clear of weird Any American sort of, copyright laws. Yeah, exactly. So you know but... there'll be a whole there'll be a whole host of things I imagine, and I, I imagine Siege, like most online multiplayer games, has a reporting process. So if you've been banned or you've been subject to abuse from someone, or or you know sort of been shouted at. Or typed out very loudly in horrible words, you can report it, and then it'll be on a case by case basis. Whether it and works now or not. Yeah. players who do that will not be allowed to do that. Yeah, it's a good step forward. Like that. But shit. wait, there's more. Oh no. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have given Siege a try. I know Matt has given it a try before. What no. if I told you, Matt, that in this new patch that is launching today, as of recording this podcast. March 6th, uh, they're unlocking a patch that just straight up gives everyone the operators that the game launched with. Hmm. No more grinding for your easy, basic, vanilla operators. You still got to grind for the DLC ones, which will take you forever. But now all of the main game's mechanics are accessed to you from the start. There will be no more fighting over player new players who don't have as many characters to choose from. Uh, new players will be able to make use of all the game's mechanics and systems uh, at a much faster rate. They are also straight up giving everyone weapon attachments for free, which um, was another annoying rat race to have to do. All the guns are better with some kind of sight attached. The menus to get there are a little slow and laggy. The prices for them were negligent. It was just a chore unlocking them. And now they just straight up give you a weapon customization screen that does not cost any in-game resource. I guess the idea, hopefully, the way this turns out, unless they lowered the value of the weekly challenges, is that the game is just straight up going to get cheaper with with fake in-game currency. Um, it's at least cheaper now on launch with real currency. And less of a grind to unlock the cool characters. And also zombie co-op mode and a, an operator that just drops a buff down and pretends to be a super medic. Ugh. I mean, I expect that might not uh, benefit the game as much as these other two changes, which is funny because that's going to be the most expensive content that this patch launches with. But I'm really freaking looking forward to playing this game again tonight, binging it after I finish this video. I hope the zombie combat combat is good because uh, that's... I always you, enjoy. You think uh, you horde might pick mode. it up again? Yeah, I always enjoy horde mode. I always enjoy. A that. lot of players are rightfully, in my opinion, like mad about this thing not fitting the theme, not fitting the series flavor. It totally doesn't. I'm not as offended as they are, but I still get it. 
it depends on how they do it. If it's just like boring old zombies, shoot them in the head type stuff, then mm, they're supposed to be able to blow up walls, claw through walls, use the destruction tech in some way to make it a little more interesting. But I doubt it's going to be as interesting as real human players like putting sight lines through two specific walls that cross paths into a high traffic area to send intel reports to teams on the other side of the map to know where to shoot through their walls. And Oh, wait a minute. This is the same game that has like the, the terrorist hunt where like the guys just blow up in your face no matter what. Right. If oh yeah, yeah. The suicide oh, bombers. Oh, I hate. I hate. So it might. Never it mind. might play like like that. Never except mind. the enemies don't have guns. I'm good. You're good. <laughs> I'm good. Well, what about the regular? You don't gotta unlock people anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that, that, does that, that, that sweeten might, the gag? Yeah. That might be good. That, that, yeah, yeah. That might be good. I might, I, I might try that out. When you do, let me know. <laughs> we can we, we we can squat up and and bango some tangos. Yeah. <laughs> breach 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 some boys. Mm. Open some doors. All right. Uh, <laughs> those are the two news stories this week that tickled my fancy. No, no, no. Let's keep talking about siege. Let's let's not let's not go to the next topic or trivia game. Let's not. The next the next uh, topic we have on our docket. Hey, is uh, <laughs> Liam's trivia? No, 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 no. Cue the theme song. Let's all no. make fools of ourselves. God. Is Liam there? Yes. <laughs> Where did you go? I tuned out Wait. when you started talking about siege currency. I was like. What? Hang on, let me, yeah, let me reiterate that. Why did you fall asleep in the live studio room that we're all in here together with? I found the, I found the sofa couch thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah it's, it's nice, it's isn't it? And then Matt well, was like complaining you, uh... about my game, and then I was like thinking, but Matt, it's the people's game. Is it though? Is it? Yeah. It's truly the But where did, where, where's the root of the problem here? Where, who came up with the game though? Who came up? I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 someone I, who, I someone who may Did or you, may not Liam? be sleeping in this studio right now. Oh God, Lee, Matt, Liam, it's an anagram for MAME. <laughs> Actually, uh, my, my name spelled backwards is male. And then if you add the first letter of my surname, it's email. So I guess it's unfortunate <laughs> that we're not taking emails this week. <laughs> I just thought you should all know. If you've never typed Liam backwards, it's that. <laughs> but anyway, before Wait, I was are rudely... you serious? Holy yeah. sh... <gasps> Mail! Liam Mail. There, there's a guy yeah. named Liam Mail on the internet. Really? Strotty Mail. poor fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what do we got? What do right. we got for us this week? So I'm I'm putting on my my dignity armor. So we'll jump we're jumping into the uh, the guess the game trivia, the, the the segment everyone's been waiting for, including Matt. No matter how much he complains. Um, if you are new to Dad and Sons, in this segment here we have a nice nice little game where I will give Matt and George five clues. And they have to guess what video game it is. And today's clues come from Taylor Nodell. 
And he says, Hi, Dan Sons. I'm on Thanks, one of Taylor. Those... Why would you interrupt Taylor like that? <laughs> I just wanted to let him know that we appreciate him. <laughs> okay, he says hi back. I'm on one of hey. those... Twi- oh my God. Do it again, I swear to God. This studio, I'm out. I'm out. Don't insult Taylor hey, like man. this, George. What? I... I like Taylor. He's got he's got a cool sense of humor. Got a nice sense of fashion. You're a cool guy, Taylor. He has a nice photo. If that's really him. Anyway, hi Dan Sons. I'm on one of those twenty hour layovers in Shanghai Airport in uh Singapore. Hope you're all doing well. Ooh. Break out the switch. Yeah. Um so he says, Okay, game time. Uh the first clue. Are you guys ready, by the way? Are you good? Oh oh yeah. I mean yeah. Matt. Sure. Reluctantly so. Matt, you're like on a winning streak. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I, it's going to end. <laughs> it's a high pressure situation, you Liam. You don't know week. what it's like. You don't. You don't, man. <laughs> <laughs> Into the breach guessing game. Okay. So the first clue <laughs> is the lead designer and creator of this game, is oh. best known for a series uh, of self-titled bass fishing games. Wait, what are we guessing? A game. Oh, please a don't game. have us guessing a fishing game. No, but okay. the, the, the lead designer and creator of the game in question that you are guessing today uh, is uh, known for a series of self-titled bass fishing games. Don't know. My favorites. <laughs> don't know. Anyone Next. Already. Next. Yeah. George, agree? Next. Okay. Number two. This game was released in 2006 for the Ooh. Game Boy Advance. I was around that year. Although it was originally <laughs> planned for the Nintendo 64. Hmm. So 64 to GBA. 2006. Guy makes, uh, I want to guess Sega bass fishing. <laughs> So Taylor gave us a, a, a freaking freaking fishing game for the GBA. Seriously, um, I'm good for the next clue. I don't know nothing. <laughs> Give me the next one. <laughs> okay, the next clue is although critically and commercially successful, remembering it did release late into the. Uh, the uh, GBA's life cycle, 2006, the, the DS had been out a good two years by this point. Uh, although critically and commercially successful, this game was never released outside of Japan. Oh, come on. How are we going to know that? <gasps> Shrek. <laughs> Charlotte's Web. Mm. Nice guess, Matt. That's your turnover. <laughs> <laughs> I think George might know, even though he just literally said, how are we going to know that? Mother 3. Mother 3 is the correct answer. Son of a... Round of applause. Golf clap for George. Yeah, the moment really? he said it was critically and commercially successful. Mother 3 was That's when I knew it wasn't a fishing game. I don't even know how, how true that statement is, really. I, Mother I 3. Was, I don't think it was commercially successful. Mother 3 GBA. It, well, it's also real popular overseas, so it's well, not like... The, the it, final it is... two clues were the game is the third sequel in a line of JRPGs popularized 
uh, originally on the Nintendo Entertainment System, and also an unofficial fan translation of the game was released by Starman.net in oh. October 2008. Oh, I, I oh, would absolutely that when we yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when you that's we didn't make I it that know. far. <laughs> that yes. But yeah, I, I panicked a bit when I was like, oh god, it only released in Japan? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a second, what's the one game I know <laughs> that's like only released in Japan but not an obscure Japanese game that didn't make it overseas? Like, this is the one <sighs> that everyone knows. It's still a damn shame that game has never been available wildly. Uh, wildly and they know. They, they make fun of it in Nintendo Directs, or, or at least they used to. They used to. But they acknowledge you how frustrating. Game, you should check it out. Mother 3 is a fantastic game. And thank you so much to our friend Taylor Nadell for his wonderful uh, clues. Shades, Taylor. So if you are if you enjoyed this segment and you enjoy torturing Matt and uh, making George feel like a genius, you can mm. email your mm. five clues and game title. Uh, to dansanspodcast at gmail.com. Remember to add loads of text or a nice, wonderful message for me to read prior to putting the answer or the things so George doesn't see it. Because Matt never checks emails, so don't worry about that. <laughs> How do you know I don't check the emails? Matt, well, you don't check shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you know that our podcast has gone up yet. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, we're putting these up next year, right? <laughs> I don't know how you know I don't check them emails. I don't, but I don't know how you know. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> at least we still have Taylor in our lives. Yeah, at least we have Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. Well, this week's winner is George. Taylor. So, Matt, Matt, next time, you know. Comeback is on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got the last two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, got to stay in the game somehow. Yeah. Damn. I mean, being forced to do it is one way of staying in the game. <laughs> 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 so thanks, everyone. Thanks for your questions. Uh, where can we send those questions again? You can send them to danssonspodcast at gmail what a memorable email address. I'll never forget it. What's that again? <laughs> I'm surprised Matt even knows we have an email address. Damn it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Matt, are you going to make like a conscious effort to read the emails first this week now? <laughs> Just like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Will you kids stop arguing or I will turn this car around? You can't tell your dads what to do. Uh, dads? <laughs> you think you're the dads here? Oh my god. Slowly I, d Just wait until your mother gets home. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Whoa. Don't bring up that car. I don't, I don't think listeners are ready. Who's the that. mom? <laughs> <laughs>